In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. On the Monday morning of Holy Week, that Holy Monday morning, I was helping Elena get her stuff ready for school. And as we got her stuff ready for school, I decided, you know what, I'll save her a trip to the car, and I'll put her backpack in the car for her so she doesn't have to worry about it. I'd been in the garage a thousand times before. I could tell you, even now, closing my eyes, I could tell you how many steps it takes to get from the garage door of our house to the car, the back door of Christy's car, doing so with my eyes closed. And I'm sure you can all do that in your home as well, right? So I decided it was fine for me not to have to turn on the light in the garage when I went in there. So I'm walking in the garage barefoot, and as I'm walking, I didn't plan for there to be a chair in the way, and I kicked the chair with my little baby toe. And I knew from the moment that I kicked it that I'd broken it. It swelled up, ballooned up. A day later, it was bruised. I went through all of Holy Week, I didn't tell you this then, with a broken toe. I finally went and got it x-rayed because I wanted to make sure my foot wasn't broken because the pain was so great in the side of my foot as well. I didn't know if the fracture had gone down there. But how often do you walk into a room and you think that you know where everything is? You know where everything's going to be placed. Everything's going to be right in its proper order. But you stub your toe. The question that I would have, if I were you, I would have asked is, what did you say when you stubbed your toe? All kinds of thoughts went through my head, but I didn't say it. In today's gospel passage, the women go to the tomb to do exactly what they plan on doing, is to anoint the body of the Lord, to go there and to prepare the body again. They prepared it for burial. They wrapped it in the shroud. They took care of it. They're going into a tomb where they know what to expect. They go to a tomb knowing what to expect. They expect to see the body of Jesus laying in the tomb so that they can unwrap the shroud, put more oil, more myrrh, more spices on the body that they are going to see. But when they get there, what happens? It's not as they expect. Somebody put a chair right in their way. They stub their toe right there, right in the midst of it all. Their whole day was taken by surprise. Because they encountered a tomb that was empty. They did not expect to encounter a tomb that was empty. They expected to encounter a tomb with a bloody body. We know how vicious and how horrible the torture and the crucifixion was of our Lord. But they encounter the shroud wrapped up, placed on the table neatly by itself, and an angel sitting there saying, what did you come here expecting? Now, I saw stars after I kicked the chair, but I saw no angels. The only concern that they have on their way there is who will roll away the stone for us? Who will roll away the stone for us? And had I just pushed that button on the side of the door and the garage door rolled up, much like the stone was rolled away, light would have come in. And when light shines in our lives, what happens? All of the darkness is dispelled. And when darkness is dispelled, what happens? We don't break our toe. 
The stone has been rolled away for us. The stone has been taken away. But yet we keep putting it right back in front of us. We keep putting it right back in our way because you know what? We don't think. We think that we know better. We think that we know well. My cousin went blind three years ago out of, out of nowhere. He was playing soccer in London one evening. He went to have a beer with his buddies after playing soccer, 42 years old. I had a headache, went to sleep, woke up two weeks later blind in the hospital. He came out to visit this last Christmas, and we were talking about blindness. And I asked him, I said, what do you want to do? He says, what can I do? I said, do you want to go to the beach? Why? To put your feet in the, in the sand. Okay, let's go to the beach. I take him to the beach. He put his feet in the sand. As we got more and more reunited with each other, we grew up together. Summer after summer, he would come out here, and we would play different things. But now, as his life has taken the turn, I asked him, and I had the guts and the courage to ask him, what is it like to be blind? He says, I can't see a thing. It's dark as dark can be. I said, you can't even see, the, you, don't, you can't even tell the direction of the sun where it's, it's coming. He says, I can feel the heat, but I can't see the light. The Lord puts things in our lives that become a challenge. And we don't realize the blessings that we have in our lives, and we put those challenges back in the way of our lives. He kept telling me, I have to count my steps. I know how to hold my hand on the counter to get to my toaster, to my microwave oven, to the sink. I know how to get myself a glass of water. I know where the toothpaste is and my toothbrush is. He lives by himself. He does those things. I'm sure George Tate, as I realize it, he's sitting here as well, goes through the same thing on a daily basis. This is a choice that he didn't make in his life to have. We don't usually make the choices in our lives to put the rock back in the way. We don't usually put the stone in the way to block the light. But how often do we keep that light from shining in our lives? How often do we keep Christ from truly being glorified and magnified in all that we do? How often do we truly give glory to God for the blessings that he's given us? We hear a child cry in the church, what do we respond? How do we respond? Shh. Or do we say, yes, that's a living church. When we stop hearing cries in the church, that's when you know that your church is dying. No crying equals dying. In our lives, there are rocks. There are stumbling blocks. There are challenges that are placed there. But if we go seeking the Lord... If we go knowing that we want to find Christ, that rock is going to be moved out of the way. In whatever way, it's going to be moved out of the way. Whether it's through medication, whether it's through therapy, whether it's through knowing where your toothbrush is in the dark. The stone gets rolled away. I took him to see a movie. He wanted to see that Rocky movie, Creed, that came out. When we were kids, he remembers going to see Rocky IV. And how I was chanting USA at the end of the movie as a kid. He wanted to see that Rocky movie. And I said, okay, we'll go see a movie. But we went to the movie theater. Manager saw that Vasos was blind. And he gave us these headphones. And he wore the headphones. And I said, I want a pair too. I want to see what it's like to wear the headphones. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> the movie was so much better with the headphones on. 
because it described everything that's going on. Let me tell you that in our lives, different things will happen. Different barriers, different challenges, different stumbling blocks will come before us. But you can use those stumbling blocks as a stepping stone to get a better view. You can use those stumbling blocks as an opportunity to see the risen Lord. But you have to seek him. The women in today's gospel passage didn't see the risen Lord because they went to find a dead body. But as they went there to find the dead body, they encountered so much more. And their lives were changed forever and for the better. They went and they told Peter. And notice one last thing about Peter. Peter did exactly, if not worse, than what Judas did in the gospel passage, in the, in the gospel story. Judas denies, Judas betrays Christ, but Peter denies him not one time, but three times. But the beauty of Peter, the beauty of the apostle Peter, is that he goes back, he falls at the feet of the mother of our Lord and asks for forgiveness. That's what we do when we encounter difficulties in our lives. We find an opportunity to fall at the feet of our God ask him for blessings and to ask him to help us through our darkest moments and our darkest times so that light can shine where there's darkness. And where light shines where there's darkness, life is forevermore glorified. May God bless you, be with you, and watch over you always, now and forever. Amen.